Well, often when we talk about the gospel or the good news of Jesus, we summarize it by saying, Jesus died for my sins, which is true and glorious and wonderful. But we must not forget that that's not the end of the story. He saved us for something, for an eternal life. And the fact that Jesus rose from the dead gives us great hope and encouragement that we will follow him there. We too will follow him in death and be raised again to newness of life. I'm so glad that you've joined me on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Our reading in Matthew today brings us to the very last chapter of the book of Matthew. So if you've been with us this far, you will have finished the entire book of Matthew, which is a great thing. And we're going to read about the resurrection of Jesus today. Now, some of the other Gospels, so the Gospels are the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, give more details and more information about what happened after Jesus rose from the dead, the conversations he had with his disciples and the things that he did. Matthew doesn't give us a lot of details, um, but if you want to read more, which I would encourage you to do, um, you can find those accounts at the end of each of those Gospels. So kind of go to the end of Luke, the end of Mark, the end of John, and you'll, and you'll find that information. And eventually on this podcast, I hope to read those books as well. For context today, um, in our last reading, we saw that um, the chief priests and the scribes, they knew that Jesus had said that he would rise from the dead. And so they were worried that that would actually happen. That's why they put a guard there. Um, Now let's get into a little bit of context before we read. Last time we had read about why there was a guard placed at the tomb of Jesus. So the chief priests and the Pharisees had met with Pilate and they knew that Jesus said that he would rise from the dead in three days. Now they didn't actually believe he would do that, but they thought maybe his disciples would come and steal his body and say that he had risen from the dead. And they didn't want that to happen, so they sealed the tomb and they placed a guard, a Roman guard there, so the disciples couldn't get to the body. And we're going to see today uh, that they try to perpetuate that lie that the disciples came and stole the body, but it just wouldn't have been possible. There just wouldn't have been a way for these disciples. They're, I mean, they were just like fishermen and tax collectors. They wouldn't have been able to get past a Roman guard, and that's not the account of what happened. Um, but they're going to they're gonna use some bribery and pay off some people to um, try to convince people of that lie, but it just doesn't really hold. One other thing by way of context is that Jesus is going to say that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. And this is straight out of a prophecy from the book of Daniel. And we've actually read it before, but I just want to read it one more time. So um, Daniel, many, many years before Jesus saw this, he said, uh, this is in Daniel chapter 7, verse, and I'm going to start at verse 13. It says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, that's Jesus, And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, 
and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. We're going to see that is fulfilled today in our reading. So let's dive in. We are in Matthew chapter 28, and we're starting at verse 1. So find that in your Bible. It's the last chapter in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So this is just a beautiful way to end the book of Matthew, the, the end of the story. You know, Jesus' um, death isn't complete without also his resurrection. Um, if he hadn't risen from the dead, then what he said wouldn't have been true. And this is proof that he um, has indeed conquered death, has indeed paid for our sins, and is indeed reigning and ruling forever. Um, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks a lot about the resurrection in chapter 15. If you are curious about the resurrection, that is a chapter to study and read to learn more. So he says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 16, For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ had been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. In this life only we have hoped in Christ. We are of all people most to be pitied. But, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, 
so also in Christ shall all be made alive. So if Christ hadn't risen from the dead, our faith would be futile. It would be pointless um, because there would be no resurrection of the dead. But the fact that Christ has risen from the dead is proof that we who trust in him will follow him, will follow him into death, but will also follow him into resurrection. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. In this passage, this angel appears, which the the guards are so terrified, they fall, they like faint, you know, they're like dead men, um, which all throughout the Bible, when angels appear to people, often they're terrified of them. You know, I, I don't think angels are these, you know, pretty cute little, you know, people with wings. I think that they are, um, are, are terrifying, terrifyingly beautiful, um, but he speaks, this angel speaks peace to the two women. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. So these women need not fear. And they are supposed to go to Galilee and tell the other disciples. But on the way, probably still in the garden, they meet up with Jesus himself. And he's not a ghost. They fall down and they lay hold of his feet so they touch him and they worship him and in the other accounts in the other gospels about Jesus you know many people touched him he talked with them he ate food he ate fish with them so it's clear that his body was not like a ghost it wasn't like a spirit he had a physical body after his resurrection I think that his glorified body is different um, there were often times when people didn't recognize him. Um, and I have a lot of questions about that. I'm curious and I can't wait to one day see him face to face and worship him and, and understand it all completely. But what we know is what is written in the Bible. So he isn't just a spirit. He has a physical, real body. And we also have a physical, real body in the resurrection. Then we have this account of um, kind of the chief priests and the elders are they're bribing basically um, to have this rumor spread that the disciples came and stole him away but we just know that that's not what happened at all and Jesus walked around on earth and had so many witnesses to his resurrection um, that are recorded for us so we know that he actually rose from the dead the disciples didn't come and just steal a body he actually rose from the dead and he, well, then he appears to the 11 disciples. Note that there's 11 because Judas is, has died. He hanged himself after he betrayed Jesus. So now there's only 11 disciples. And they meet with Jesus. And he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And that's straight out of the book of Daniel, right? The Son of Man has met with the Ancient of Days, and all authority has been given to him. He has an everlasting dominion. His kingdom will be forever and ever. Nothing will take it away. He says, Go therefore, because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Well, what does that mean? What does making a disciple mean? It means um, go to all the nations, all over the world, people everywhere, and point them to Jesus, bring them to be followers of Jesus. And then we're supposed to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's one name, not the names of the Father and the Son, but just one name. There's one God who exists in three persons. Right here is a verse um, explaining the Trinity to us. 
one God who is expressed in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and then at the very end, we have this beautiful promise, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, where is Jesus today? When I was a kid, I always I didn't understand this because I think we talked a lot about um, the resurrection and Easter, and then we kind of stopped the story there. Um, but just to briefly finish the story for you, Jesus walked around on earth, and then he was ascended into heaven. So he didn't die or anything, um, but he was brought up into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father in glory, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. So he is still a man. He is still fully man and fully God, just like he was when he was born. That never changed. He rose again. He has a glorified body, and one day we will see him face to face. Um, so when he says, I'm with you always to the end of the age, that's it's true. He is still alive. He is still ruling and reigning. And he will bring his reign to completion and fulfillment one day. That brings us to our memory verse for this week. Last week we memorized Psalm 96 verses 1 through 3. And this week we're going to keep going with verses 4 and 5. Um, we're actually going to get through 10 verses of this psalm eventually, so that'll be great. And if, and if you want, you can even go further. The psalm is only 13 verses long. So this week is verses 4 and 5. It says, For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. So that is our memory verse for this week. I'm so excited that we have read through the whole book of Matthew together. And my hope is that in reading the book of Matthew that you've met Jesus, that you've seen him, that you know him, and that you love him as a result. And the end of the book of Matthew and our memory verse both get at the point of what's our response to Jesus when we meet him and know him and learn about the great salvation that he purchased for us when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Our response is that we declare his glory among the nations, that we go and make disciples of all people. We tell them about the salvation of Jesus. So I hope that you will have courage and boldness to proclaim what Jesus has done for you. Thanks for joining me on Audacious Arrows. We'll see you next time.